Hey, Rachel. Hey, Brian. So how was your week? Well, you know how for the past few weeks we've been talking about how we have this one listener in Iran and it's so amazing. Yeah, we've been very proud of that. Well, um, this week that listener was not there. <laughs> they were mis- mis- mysteriously I think, missing. <laughs> I think I, I know why. <laughs> well, I think we know what happened to him. Yes. Um, Obviously. It's terrible. So well, now we um, know the type of person that listens to us in Iran. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll talk about that in more. This is This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. My name is no. My sign is no. My number is no. You need to let it go. You need to let it go. Need to let it go. Okay. So all's well. Um, we're basically at war. Australia's burning. Three Puerto quarters Rico, of Puerto Rico doesn't have electricity. Right. They had like the biggest uh, earthquake in ages. But other than that, like uh, at least the Golden Globes were pretty good, right? The Golden Globes were um, pretty <laughs> terrible. And <laughs> there were a couple of bright spots. And um, CES is going on right now. CES. That's right. This is the big consumer electronics show in Las Vegas that happens every year. And this is when companies reveal their big new innovations for the next year. And it's a little like Fashion Week, right? Where... Some of them are a little ahead of the curve, but it's the kind of stuff that will trickle down to your local Best Buy in the next uh, year or so forth. But we, we did get another trickle of news through Twitter, through our friend Lauren Good, about what was actually uh, coming out, the products that were coming out. Yes. Um, so Lauren is on the scene uh, reporting live from CES, and it's really better than being there, just following along with her. And she posted a video yesterday of um, a robot designed to uh, bring you toilet paper when you run out of it. So this is... Like when you're, wait, when you're sitting on the toilet? <laughs> yes. Like, should you run out, you could summon your toilet Roomba. And this, this is, a, this is, this is a the solution future we in, deserve. This is a solution in search of a problem. So you're yes. literally sitting there. You didn't notice you don't have toilet paper. And you just say, Alexa, bring me toilet paper. Yeah, but you didn't notice... So. Oh, Alexa's now talking to Alexa's you. Alexa's now. It just asked me if I want to shop for toilet paper. And now paper. it's going to talk to me, too. So, <laughs> Of course she doesn't understand now. <laughs> I can't she, like I can't tell what you want to order. It's not you don't order anything, Alexa. It's in the freaking closet. Get Alexa, get me a robot with toilet this is, paper. <laughs> but so the thing is that like you have to be like ahead of it enough to like arm the robot with toilet paper, but you can't like you can't remember to stock toilet paper in your bathroom. Right. This but, is like a very meta right. You can't stock the toilet paper in the bathroom, but you have to stock Alexa with instructions about where to find the toilet paper, which you have to have anyway. But why are you bringing Alexa into this? I don't think this robot has anything to do with Alexa. It's a it metaphorical might... Alexa. It's okay. Alexa with wheels. It's like a okay. Rube Alexa. Okay. <laughs> okay. But this is So that's our terrible. first our first urgent purchase from CES. Yes. Um, and then there was another robot that Lauren interacted with, and it is appropriately named for the Me Too era. It is called Reachy. Okay. <laughs> Reachy. Like a, like a reach around? <laughs> yes. I guess the company that designed it is French, so maybe they didn't like get the right. double entendre there. So um, it's very strange looking. Um, it costs seventeen thousand dollars for the full setup, and it's uh, somewhat unclear what it does. Uh, it is designed to reach for things, 
and it looks kind of like Wally, but one eye is bigger than the other, which is um, very unsettling. Yeah, wait. Uh, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I, that, no. That ask no away. Sense. Fire away. No, no. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna like like at the Ivanka seminar. I'm gonna hold my questions for the Q and A okay. at the end. Okay. <laughs> um, so the body is kind of like this hovering torso, and it's wearing a, a striped like fisherman shirt, like the one I'm wearing right now. Um, and so, if you don't like striped shirts, you can buy just like the grabby arm is it by like itself. A gun, is it like a gondolier shirt? Like, did they do this at the yes. Venetian? Yes. Well, that, the Venetian is where Ivanka gave her speech. So it was only appropriate that the robots dress like gondoliers. Does um, it have one of those? Does it, when you say it hovers, like, it, is it like aeronautically hovering or does it have one of those gondolier sticks? That it, like, I think it's on like um, some kind of tripod that props it up. I couldn't really see, but it looks it looks like just sort of like suspended in midair. This uh, torso. Okay. So let's let's recap. <laughs> this is this is a Ricci robot that is a torso suspended in midair on an invisible tripod <laughs> that has two eyes, one of which is bigger than the other. What could possibly go wrong? This sounds like another, this is another solution in search of a problem. What? It, has, it has no discernible purpose other than to play tic-tac-toe. Wait, why? <laughs> like tic-tac-toe. No, I guess that's like an easy game to teach AI. And maybe it was kind of a demonstration. You know, there was that um you know the movie war games they could play yeah. tic-tac-toe so maybe right, it was that a was joke like 35 years ago yeah like the but computers knew how to do that in the 80s i know i know but maybe that was the joke i, I don't know i'm trying to give them credit here i'm trying to <laughs> Where like credit come is up not due. <laughs> so no. i don't know about ricci i i think that this is uh yet another as you said a solution in search of a problem <laughs> I, think sh- I think they should start a franchise um, like the Marvel universe or like Barbie when there's all the different characters, I think they should have like Hansy and Grabsy and just have the whole Me Too universe of robots. Yes. With and oh, and also I didn't describe the the hands. They're like these clamps. They're like claw the claw. <laughs> so this is arms. like something like a high school robotics club would would make. Yes, it's like but Short for, Circuit. But, Remember that movie? <laughs> what was <laughs> Steve its name? Steve Gutenberg. Yes. Um, um, what was it? Something I remember five. the song. Yeah, Some... the song. Who's Johnny? She said. Remember that? <laughs> yes, yes. We should watch that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to watch that and do a review like Top Gun. Okay, can we shut this down, CES? Yes, shut it down. Nope. No. Lauren, nope. thank you for being there so we don't have to. <laughs> okay. But okay. um, you said you wanted to tell a story because she's uh, Lauren's an actual employed, full-time employed writer, but you At freelance Wired. often. But I, yes. I'm a freelancer, yeah, and I write for a variety of publications. And occasionally uh, I get asked if I want to write, quote-unquote, content for some company's branded publication. And thus far I haven't done it. No particular reason, but just for background, every consumer-facing company these days has become a publisher, And a lot of journalists have left their jobs at traditional media outlets and gone to work for these brands in these very well-paying editorial roles, like the great John Januzzi, who is a former GQ editor and now overseeing content for Bonobos, the pants company. Um, And my other friend, Kate Lee, oversees content for WeWork. So Kate and John, they hire these real journalists all the time to write pieces for their own proprietary media outlets, and they can be lucrative and not such a heavy lift for writers, so a lot of people do them. Okay, so that's the background. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> that's 
Thank Here's you. what happened. <laughs> well, you know, I just want people to, to know what the context. So before the holidays, on uh, December 15th, to be exact, I got a text message from this journalist friend. It was not John, Januzzi, or Kately. They would never do what I'm about to describe. <laughs> so this insaniac texts me to check in and asks if I would be interested in writing a piece about some kids fashion company for the consumer brand that she oversees editorial for and my first reaction upon receiving this text was absolutely not <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm trying to open myself up to life's possibilities yeah but you're a real journalist you're you write for vanity fair if you work for the new york times i mean you have a, a writerly brand to uphold like you i can't do be slutting around with children's Clothing brand, right? Yeah, right. So, um, so she says in all caps, "You will be paid," and I was, I was intrigued. <laughs> Listen, so I thought instead of just saying no, I asked some questions. I said, will "You should have wrote, be... should have written damn straight, I'll be paid." Like, what, it's <laughs> yeah. a volunteer, a volunteer job for the right? exposure, <laughs> right? Like, did she mean I'll be paid? Like, this will be like money. Like, she's gonna make it rain, or like I'll be paid versus not being paid. Being I didn't paid. know. <laughs> so, okay. um. So I said, will this be a reported piece or an essay? As you know, I don't like to make outgoing or take incoming <laughs> phone calls. Um, what length was she looking for? What was the rate? And she's like, I'll send you all the details in an email tomorrow. So you can let me know if you want to do it. I don't need it until after the break. So don't worry about digging into it until then. So I said, okay, great. Thanks so much for thinking of me. And then she said this very strange thing. She texts, duh, of course. I know you'd do the same for me if I was in your situation. What situation are you and, in? And I was like, okay, <laughs> you're Like if cool. you're renovating your bathroom? It's like, <laughs> right. what situation? Like, like, <laughs> right, I'm in a situation. So she thinks she's doing me this huge favor. And I'm like, what situation does she think I'm in? <laughs> like, like... <laughs> This is a pity. This is a pity assignment you're getting. Yes, here. right. Like I, based on I, no I'm, information, <laughs> and so I'm offended. But I let it slide. I didn't say anything. I figured, okay, she's trying to be nice. Just let it go. Um, and so then I'm curious to see what this assignment is and what my big payday will be. <laughs> and I never get the email. So time goes on. 2019 turns into 2020 and still nothing. So I'm trying to cut her some slack. I know her personal life is somewhat chaotic and the holidays are always kind of a crazy time. So it's understandable if she forgot to send me the description. So after going back and forth and expending way, way too much psychic energy on whether I should follow up with her or not curiosity kind of got the best of me and so I texted her and was like hi happy new year wanted to check in on that assignment and she never wrote back she totally ghosted me and like it would be one thing if she was absent from all communication but she's been posting on social media like these like festive posts so it's not like she like lost it was her like phone. a honeypot she like catfished you <laughs> i know <laughs> and i have so many questions i don't know what to do like and then i thought like maybe i should write about this on medium no you um, should write the piece you know what company she works for right write it on spec just write a piece <laughs> and send it in and hope you get Cap all caps get paid <laughs> all the money I want it all so nope to ghosting freelancers and nope to these backhanded compliments I'm not in a situation I'm, I'm not this was not a favor to me it would be me doing a favor to you okay um, nope no no, no. You're, in, so, you're entitled to be offended nope okay. thank you you got something out of it you got a good piece for this weekend nope so 
I, I did. I did. So the next time, if she ever contacts me again, I'm just going to say delete my number. Good. Yeah. Just get who dis new phone. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's more new phone who dis, but okay. <laughs> so um, we have a couple of items, and it's <laughs> we called it the Florida Crime Spree Package. <laughs> At this time of which, year, there's always a Florida crime spree. Right, which is like redundant, right? I mean, every package is a, every Florida package is a crime spree. Always, always. <laughs> okay, so you do the first one. <laughs> okay. So um, Rod Stewart, as we all know, he's a rock and roll bad boy. He's naughty. He has an image <laughs> to uphold. And Except so his, bro- last 50, his last 50 <laughs> albums have been like Christmas standards. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and he has eight children ranging in age. This is very interesting. From 56 to nine. He has a 56-year-old <laughs> child. <laughs> and a nine-year-old. Okay. So, I'm sure they're super close. <laughs> so he was out in Palm Beach, Florida with his third eldest son, Sean. Sean is 39. They were partying for New Year's Eve. And um, as we know from the Countess Luann, Palm Beach around New Year's brings out the worst in the worst people. And Rod is one of them. Oh, really? I didn't know that. He kind of his persona is that he's kind of charming and debonair. No, I, I I'll get into that later. But <laughs> let me tell you what he did first in, in Palm Beach. So according to several news reports, Sir Rod Stewart, he was knighted in 2016. He he punched an employee at the Breakers Resort in Palm Beach, striking him in the left rib cage area after trying to crash a private party for children. <laughs> Was it his nine-year-old party? No. So I. It's Wait, doesn't little... Rod Stewart have enough parties to go to that he doesn't have to go to a nine-year-old's like birthday party at the hotel? <laughs> I mean, it's so there's so many questions. So Rod's with um, with Sean, his 39-year-old son, and they had a few kids with them. I, I wasn't sure if they were Sean's kids or his his Probably kids or a combination yeah. of both. Um, and they wanted to get the kids into this private party oh, but this okay. but there's a staffer whose name is jesse dixon um wouldn't let them in and so he he observed that there was this group trying to get into the party but they were unauthorized and so they started to cause a scene and they refused to follow instructions to leave because rod stewart is used to being allowed right. to go anywhere he wants but no not this party at the breakers it was very exclusive <laughs> and so after being told he needed to back up sean got sean the son got nose to nose with jesse dixon and shoved him backward and then rod finished the job he stepped toward him <laughs> and threw a punch striking jesse in his left rib cage area with a closed fist and this is according to the police report so Rod, a rep for Rod, didn't want to talk about it, um, but a, a source told the the Post that it was an unfortunate event, a quick, brief misunderstanding, <laughs> and no one was detained, and there was no inner injuries. This sounds like all is well, no. you someone know. Paid, someone paid Jesse off for the or the the well. West Palm um, they were charged. Law. They were charged. Oh, they were. Yes, with um with a misdemeanor assault, and they are they are going um to trial on february 5th so um what are the chances that rod stewart shows up for that trial i don't know i don't know so sean stewart spoke to the 
Daily Mirror a few days ago and he said, my dad always taught me to stick up for my family and my loved ones. That's what I did. And the truth will prevail. And this is like, <laughs> this just is so Trumpy. It's like, you know how Trump supporters always say he's a counterpuncher. Like this, you started. <laughs> you, if you hit him, he's going to hit back 10 times as hard. Right. Well, right. Rod Stewart did. Rod Stewart did. So anyway, I have a story truth. about Rod Stewart, and I know the truth will not prevail because I know the truth about Rod Stewart, and the truth is that he is the worst. He um, A few years ago, he came to Twitter where I was working to do a video Q&A with his fans, and um, my colleague who oversaw music talent was organizing the whole thing, and I asked if I could be there because I, I have been known to enjoy Rod Stewart's music, and um, at the time, I thought he was a rock icon and not the garbage monster that he is. <laughs> so we we set up this beautiful room with all these very specific teas and British things that Rod wanted, and he arrives with these two female assistants, and he's totally belligerent. He's, like, yelling. He won't shake my colleague's hand who set up this whole schmagoo. He won't acknowledge my existence or that of my other colleague who wanted to be there to help out. So she and I just kind of hid out in the corner to observe the whole scene and um, the way these Q&As worked is that we would curate questions in advance from fans and have them all lined up and all Rod had to do was press a button and record his video answer and tweet it out um, and he was not interested in doing literally any of this and when the button was pressed he would turn on the charm and the videos were pretty good but he got tired very quickly of this whole exercise well, he's quite he's, a, he's quite old he, he's just started to get very angry telling us that all the questions we curated were all fucking stupid and, like, <laughs> and, and there was one question from a woman asking rod what was the best place he ever performed and before he pressed the button to record he screamed inside of your asshole <laughs> And it was just, it, I couldn't look at my colleague. I, I had to fact. look at my feet. I thought I was going to die laughing. It was a very tense moment. And that's my story about Rod Stewart um, and <laughs> okay, what an so asshole no, he is. No, so no Rod Stewart to, and his son. He's the worst dad on earth. So we <laughs> and will I be hope watching. You spend the, I hope you spend the rest of your career uh, performing in other people's assholes. Yes, yeah, so uh, exactly. Um, he's, okay. he's due in court on February 5th, so good luck with okay. that. Okay, speaking, speaking of Florida crime sprees, I have a, a follow-up on Art Basel. We talked about this so much. I'll breeze through the recap. Uh, Art Basel, big art fail in Miami. We were there last year. I was there this year. There was a banana taped to a wall. Someone bought it. Someone ate it. There were three of them. You know the story. Okay, just when you thought it couldn't get any weirder, when you thought the story was over. Um, so Rod Weber, who's the artist who made the banana taped to the wall, he was arrested this week on a misdemeanor... No, he, he didn't make it. He ate it, right? Oh, he ate it, right. No, he's the one who made it. No, no. There was someone else who made it. You sure? Yes, I'm positive. Okay, I'm positive. so he's... Okay. Maurizio Catalan, <laughs> I think, made the banana. I think he owned the gallery. Okay, whatever. There's a guy, okay. the guy, <laughs> the guy who made or ate the banana. Uh, <laughs> Is there or, really any difference? Or stole it. <laughs> In this day and age, up is down, left is right. Eating is <laughs> making. <Tricky>. Out of... <laughs> so, after the banana was taken and eaten, this guy wrote in spray painted or whatever in all caps at the, the blank place on the wall where the banana had been. Epstein didn't kill himself. Um, 
and it was all right. caps. And that he, was a he different missed... person who ate the banana. That was a different. Yes. There were like many different <laughs> three players. <laughs> this is like Knives Out, the movie. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, so the the biggest scandal is that he misspelled Epstein, which is uh, he did yes. I before E. Um, so he uh, turned down a plea for the. He was arrested. He turned down a plea for a small fine and community service, and he said, "I'm going to force a judge and jury to determine what art is." So. I didn't. How did I not hear about it? This is a much bigger story than the banana itself. And after he was arrested and out on bail, he went to the to Jeffrey Epstein's like Palm Beach estate and also spray painted on the gate the same thing. Epstein didn't kill himself. But did he so, spell it right this time? No, same spelling. What? <laughs> that too is art. It's a statement okay. of art. That's, <laughs> The world of Jeffrey Epstein is I before E except after C. Maybe I, I he's guess. talking about a different person. <laughs> Epstein? <laughs> <laughs> but he knew what he was doing. In his blog, uh, at some point during this, he said he said he knew that he was up for a Sisyphusian legal battle. By which I... <laughs> I'm thinking that a Sisyphian... A Sisyphus. <laughs> Um, and he said that the whole thing was also part of the performance so this guy first of all needs a dictionary and a thesaurus and his penalty is he should be required to take like English spelling and yes. like Greek mythology classes. Yes, forever. Like Sisyphus. Forever, always up the hill. <laughs> He'll never graduate. Every time he gets to the top of the the hill of the art world, he will be back at the bottom. Okay, yes. nope to, to the guy that did this. Nope. Epstein it's all truthers. art. It's all art, though. It's all it's beautiful. art. It's all art. Okay, shut it down. No. No, so, uh, absolutely not. So we went to, I went with a couple of colleagues to uh, Art Basel this year, and we thought about getting Airbnb, and in the end, everything we looked at looked a little janky, so we decided to get a hotel. Um, but... Uh, it's a real problem is that Airbnb, like they don't know, like, is the guest going to be a weirdo or the, or the hosts weirdos? It's a real problem because it's a platform that anybody can use. And, um, so it turns out, I guess I had heard some of this, but it's going to new dimensions here that Airbnb is now using AI to see if the guests are going to be bad guests. And the evening standard figured this out by reviewing patent documents. So it was sort of uh, secret that they were doing this, but the, the patents revealed this. Now, of course, what it does is it reviews the criminal record of the guests and it looks at the social media. But what's interesting to me is it looks for, quote, unworthy traits such as narcissism, Machiavellianism, and whether they're a psychopath. So AI can determine this now? <laughs> yes. I don't know how it determines Machiavellianism. Could Airbnb like sort of graft its AI on Donald Trump's Twitter account and diagnose him? No, or on the banana guy it could figure out or if you're Sisyphusian. <laughs> <laughs> that could be one of the things it can absolutely, determine. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think we talked about this previously, but it's worth revisiting that, you know, there's all, well, first of all, my question is, why are they only evaluating the guests? Why aren't they evaluating the hosts? Oh, wait, they're only evaluating the guests? 
Yes, yes. I oh, think the hosts are a greater danger. The hosts are the ones that are psychopaths. I feel like yes. it's a self-selecting group of, uh, you know, narcissists who become Airbnb. <laughs> Basically, no, if, no right, offense if you, anybody If, if, if you listens. think that your home is worthy of someone else living in, that's a trait of narcissism. It's like Narcissus it and it Sisyphus. Is. It's everything's <laughs> converging on these Greek, <laughs> these the Greek Greeks. pathology. The Greeks knew it all. <laughs> so um, this made me go back and look at some of the other things. We might have even talked about this story, but there's this one from earlier the year where this host in Ireland was live streaming a family staying there in New Zealand. And then when it was brought to Airbnb's attention, they said they, quote, found no wrongdoing on the host's part. So it's okay to live stream. Um, without telling the guests that you're doing it. Um, this is just wrong. And it's it's part of this whole bigger thing, which is that Airbnb claims they're just a platform. They're not responsible for what happens on it. Right. Well, they can't scale it because now they have like millions of hosts and they can't possibly monitor all of the listings or all of the guests. They would have to hire a million people, right? Right, right. So the only uh, only option is just shut down. Just to use, they're trying to use AI to fix this problem, but it's... Um... Right. And shouldn't hotels do the same things? I mean, hotels have guests and the guests can be psychopaths and, trade, <laughs> and trash the hotel rooms. But who this cares? Is a, like, this I is mean, a slippery slope. Why are psychopaths not allowed to stay at hotels? They, or, deserve, or... they deserve shelter as well. If anything, right. they need shelter more. Keep if them anything, out of the... They need to look at the hosts, not the guests. Because I, I actually, I feel like I have personal stories about everything this week, but I have a friend yes. who's banned from Airbnb because she stayed with a psychopath host who uh, gave her a one-star review, and now people won't allow her to go to any of their properties. That she, is truly a tragic story. She went story. with her three children to stay in this house when she was visiting her parents. There was no electricity. The house was all dirty. And she's the one who got the bad review. Well, geez, their their uh, aim, their their guns are trained on the wrong sites. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're, they're so no Airbnb. So no, no Airbnb. No, wait, this, this, right, there's a lot of AI going on in this. Uh, this, episode. this should be illegal. No, this is no, this is totally inappropriate. Ban AI. Jeez. Nope. Shut it down. Okay. I, Rachel, I had this item about McDonald's that I wanted to talk about, but we're running a little bit long, so I think I'm going to skip it. Maybe I'll talk about it. Basically, it's the fact that they're um, it's like another bro culture. We never expected it from somewhere like McDonald's, but they're just as bad as all the other bro places, Uber and WeWork and things like that, and they fired the CEO and blah, blah, blah. So um, Shocking. Let's, let's skip that item. Let's skip that okay, item because I, I think you have one more that I'd much rather talk about. Yeah, so this is a very unusual story about a grifter influencer, um, which is, you know, our specialty. <laughs> Two our of our favorite topics. Trade. <laughs> it's very confusing. I'm not sure I fully understand what's happening here, but I'll try to explain it and feel free to ask any questions correct you may you. have. Correct you. I'm, I'm in no position to correct you. <laughs> um, so the new statesman had this article entitled The Strange Case of Paul Zimmer, the Influencer Who Came Back as a Different Person. I was intrigued. Um, I'm always up for stories about reinvention, like a phoenix <laughs> rising from the ash. Here we are, um, more mythology. We should just yes. become a mythology podcast. We should. We That could be our spinoff. <laughs> this week in this Greek week in... myths. <laughs> That'll be great. Um, <laughs> Unfortunately, we know so little about it that... Um, 
It's about the same speak, as what we know about speak these. Speak for yourself, okay? <laughs> I am our finest living student of Greek mythology. So you and okay. Edith Hamilton, yes. Okay, keep going. <laughs> so, um, okay, so this story is a bridge too far. Um, this guy, Paul Zimmer, he was an early Musical.ly influencer, and Musical.ly is this app that was later bought by TikTok and they were merged together. So in 2015, he was on Musical.ly and his videos of himself doing dance moves and showing his abs and showing his fiance started drawing half a million viewers to each video and they made him one of the most popular people on the platform. And so by 2017, Paul Zimmer had 7 million followers on Musical.ly who transferred over to TikTok after the app was bought. And so what did he do with all those followers? He started grifting. Why not? That is the, <laughs> that is the, <laughs> the thing to do in this moment in time. He would ask his fans to buy these things called stickers, which would transfer the monetary value of the stickers to him in exchange for performing some kind of favor, like giving a shout out to the fan in a video, sort of like so it's like a It's like a virtual uh, currency, like a cryptocurrency of stickers. Sort of, yes. Um, but the problem was that Paul Zimmer didn't always honor the promises that he made to secure these stickers. And so hundreds of fans as young as 13 years old were pissed off and they started a hashtag ban Paul Zimmer campaign. So wait, so, what would happen? He would like accept a sticker to like show his abs and then he wouldn't show his abs? And then he wouldn't do it. Yeah. Okay. He that didn't a, fulfill his that, end of the bargain. I would be pissed off if I, if Dis- I paid a, a sticker to see someone's broker. abs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, so what did he do after this campaign? He vanishes. He wipes his accounts of all content, but he still held on to them. It's not like he deleted them. And then he reemerges um, two years later, but in a totally new form. He's like a shapeshifter, <laughs> except the shape was exactly the same. <laughs> um, on October 14th, 2019, Paul Zimmer posted a side-by-side image of himself um, In one of the images, he has a barely grown out beard. And in the other image, side by side, um, he's clean shaven or what appears to be him. He's clean shaven. (laughs) And the captain, the the caption says, quote, this actor at Troy Becker, IG kid looks like a younger version, younger, sexier version of me. I don't even use social media anymore, but I had to post this. Ha ha ha. And then if you clicked on at Troy Becker, IG, it's like a totally unpopulated account with 11 posts that had been uploaded right before this Zimmer side by side. So it was a little okay. suspicious. Like what kind yeah. of actor only has 11 posts, right? Okay, so then on December 18th, Paul Zimmer posted again, and he said, hey, it's Paul Zimmer. This is probably going to be my last social post ever. I've come to a place in my life where being in the spotlight and being an entertainer is no longer my passion. I didn't want to leave my social media pages just sitting to die, so I've decided to give my social media accounts to at Troy Becker IG (laughs) (laughs) because he's one of the dopest people I know, and he's literally my younger twin, my much you can't have a younger twin. <laughs> he says Troy is 15 or 16 years old. Ha ha ha. So just okay, to so sum he it gave, up. He gave this to his own basically 15 or 16 year old alter ego. Yes. His but eight why didn't he, followers. Why couldn't he, was he banned or was it just because he had been grifting and people were onto him? So he, he transferred his account to an alter ego. He... 
he transferred his account to himself, basically. <laughs> okay. And like nobody believes the story. It doesn't like, but it doesn't even matter. It's still like people are talking about it. We're talking about it. You know, like it's just. It's <laughs> We're just, the idiots. We got. Yes. Gri- it's just like the, I think what this story tells us is that the attention economy knows no bounds. There are no depths. We are defining deviancy down yet again. And um, is, he, is he grifting as the new person? I'm sure he's planning on it. He's probably right. Once start... a grifter, always a grifter. <laughs> always a grifter, right? So, but he... did he did he transform himself to look younger, to look like his younger twin? I mean, was I mean, there some sh- sort of he shaved? Photoshop? There's nothing. There's <laughs> is that no... all I have to do to look ten years younger? Is shave? I mean, he doesn't. The thing is that he doesn't look ten years younger. This person is clearly in his twenties. And it's clearly the same exact person. Okay. Is there any more information here? (laughs) Yes. So this reporter from the New Statesman, Sarah Manavis, did some digging. And she saw that um, Troy Becker's IMDb page indicates that the actor um, is the alter. It says like a cached version of the IMDb page shows that Troy Becker's nickname was Paul Zimmer. But the, the page was changed after this instagram posts right so this is very clever digging by this reporter (laughs) um and the trivia section of the imd page in the cached version says troy becker is an alter ego of paul zimmer of musically fame and troy becker was formerly known as paul zimmer (laughs) as a musically star um and then those that part of the profile was deleted so um you're fooling nobody paul zimmer <laughs> you busted you bu- go away we don't want your stickers we don't we don't want to hear your, from you keep your stickers <laughs> get out of here basta no <laughs> he is cute i saw a picture he's cute okay, he's a twink I say I have nothing to say about that. Uh, shut it down. Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. Absolutely um, not. That's the end of our nopes. Now we have some yupsies, a little rays of light, little beacons of hope that got us through the week. Rachel, I have an emergency late breaking news push notification yup to insert okay. here. I don't know okay, if you what? saw it while you were doing this. So breaking news is that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle are stepping back from their royal duties. No. Now, if that sounds familiar, it's because that's what Prince Philip did. And that's what Prince Andrew had to do, right? With the Jeffrey Epstein uh, scandal. And there are fewer and fewer royals doing royal duties. But you know who is still doing it, and it is at the top of the list. <laughs> Princess, <laughs> Princess Anne. Princess Anne. <laughs> so yet again, we are giving an honorary royal yup to Princess Anne. She is She's not strong. giving up. <laughs> All of her relatives are falling away. In scandal, in in boredom, and uh, and yet and yet she persisted. Yet she persisted. She, she yes, she continues to perform the royal duties, <laughs> Princess Anne. Thank you. Thank for you your for service. your service. <laughs> okay, Rachel. Back to our regularly scheduled yachts. <laughs> okay, I I have some questions. What does it mean to step back from your royal duties? Just it means like, you're not doing the like ribbon cuttings and like the kennel, the Westminster Dog Show, and all that shit they do. Okay, that's fine. Fine, we didn't really need you anyway. Are they going <laughs> to okay. move to Canada? Those t- okay, doesn't matter. We don't want to okay. go down a royal hole. Okay. Um. 
So, um, oh, actually, we, we should have asked um, Elizabeth Holmes about this. We could it's her birthday today so happy birthday, oh Elizabeth. well it's not too yeah. late this just happened like five minutes yeah. ago so okay we'll have to okay. we'll have to ask her okay um so my up this week goes to the love that between phoebe waller bridge and president obama we have um, we have phoebe waller bridge has been our yup like multiple times she's in the hall of fame now her and lizzo i wish she could run for president i i just think she's a wonderful genius person and so um anyone who's seen fleabag knows that in the pilot episode fleabag the main character is masturbating to an obama speech and so last week obama released like his this was like before the end of the year so it must have been a couple weeks ago he he released his list of top shows and movies and Fleabag was in his top <laughs> shows of the year. So the fact that he watched Fleabag and put it on the list was amazing. And yeah, itself. it's also like, it's such a filthy show. Like, I don't want to, I like thinking about Obama, thinking about Phoebe Waller bridge, taking it up the ass. It's is so like it's just, shocking. It's shocking. just <laughs> so shocking and so great. And so then she won an award at the golden globes and she thanked, she said, thank you, Obama. And she said that, Anybody who watches Fleabag knows that he's always been on her list and she thanked him for putting her on his list. So it's just I I feel good knowing that they are fans of each other. That that is something to feel good about. My yup is equally weighty like Obama and the royal family. It is about (laughs) a very particular blue cheese. It is (laughs) <laughs> Rogue River blue cheese that I stumbled upon when I was in the Outer Banks. There's this uh, like gourmet shop that has a great cheese counter, and they persuaded me to try this Rogue River. And then like the next day, it's from Oregon. The next day, it w- became the first American cheese ever to win the like worldwide Grand Prix of cheese. It's like the wow. best cheese in the world, and you can't even find it anymore. And I had like a chunk in my refrigerator, and it is like melting butter in your mouth with like stinky mold stuck into it which i rogue have a love not everybody it does sounds, rogue river it sounds naughty it sounds like something <laughs> rod stewart would eat <laughs> or phoebe waller bridge <laughs> yes <laughs> okay so go try to find rogue river blue cheese if you figure out where to find it maybe a wegman's uh, let me know um if you let me know maybe we'll uh give you a prize and send you one that's all we have time for oh that's exhausting um Rachel, it's really how do been people, a terrible how, week. No, if people like us, where should they find us? How can they help us? Um, they can find us anywhere they get their podcasts. Um, they should talk to their friends if they like us. Tell their friends to subscribe. Um, give us a review on iTunes. Five stars only. We don't want four or three. So, and no. No, keep it, keep it to yourself. Keep it's it, easier, it's yeah. e- easier than a Uber uh, five-star review because we don't ask for a tip. There's no tipping. We don't want your money. Keep your money. There's no tipping, but we do like your feedback. So you can always email us or tweet at us at Brian Hecht at Rachel D. And um, we are, you know, very coachable and open to, to your <laughs> okay. thoughts. No, we're not. No, we're not. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Terrible week. Fun podcast to record. This has been This Week in Nope. The podcast where we shut it down. Wanna be my new friend? We got a lot in 